Hey guys, it's the Pylon Sports Podcast here. Just wanted to let you know the app Anchor has been super easy and super helpful with me starting my own podcast. It's free, super just understanding on how to, you know, start your own podcast, you know, gives details, gives explanations, and it's just been the best app to start, you know, my first ever podcast, and I'm super thankful for Anchor. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I recommend going through Anchor. This is the Pylon Sports Podcast, signing out. What is going on, guys? It is the Pylon Sports Podcast here, and today, I'm about four days late to the party, but J.J. Watt was released by the Houston Texans. He is now a free agent, and that is our topic on today's episode. I hope everyone's having a fantastic, fantastic day today, and let's right hop into it. Four days ago, like I said, the Houston Texans and J.J. Watt mutually parted ways. It's not really mutual. J.J. Watt wanted out, and the Houston Texans probably didn't want to get rid of him, but they needed to because he did not want to be part of the team. He did not want to stay there, and I don't blame him, and I don't think anyone else in the league you know, also blames him. And I think with J.J. Watt leaving, it's going to possibly increase, you know, the trade rumors of Deshaun Watson. We haven't really heard much in the past four days since he's been released. But I'm going to assume Deshaun Watson's out the door eventually. We'll have to see. They have no plans of getting rid of him, so we'll see how that goes. But anyways, today is about J.J. Watt, not Deshaun Watson. J.J. Watt, the thing about J.J. Watt is, in my opinion, he is the best Houston Texan of all time. Yes, you have greats like D-Hop, Deshaun Watson, Andre Johnson, the GOAT, David Carr, <laughs> but J.J. Watt is the greatest Texan of all time and one of the best defensive players of all time. In 10 seasons, this man has 101 sacks, 25 forced fumbles, 531 combined tackles, 282 quarterback hits, and 172 tackles for loss. He also has a safety, also has an interception, which is pretty cool, and a touchdown, which was a pick six, which was, um, I actually recently just watched that video of him getting that pick six. It's pretty badass. But you just, you, you hear the stats, 101 sacks. That is just crazy, especially from a guy that is classified as a, as, you know, a right end or a left end, but plays a lot of rush D tackle. 101 sacks is crazy, and obviously he's not up to like Michael Strahan type level, but 101 sacks is still ridiculous. He is also a five-time Pro Bowler. He's a five-time All-Pro. He is the 2012, 2014, and 2015 Defensive Player of the Year. That's just crazy. And he's also, if this really matters to anyone, he's the 2017 Walter Payton Man of the Year. Not sure if that really matters to many people. Also, the 2014 uh, Burt Bell Award. I don't know if that matters to a lot of people, but those are just two other awards that just you know go to his his career, which is also pretty cool. But in today's episode, I'm literally just going to talk about... I picked four teams um, that I think would be good fits. We've heard rumors and just possible um, destinations for J.J. Watt. Obviously, there's teams like the Patriots and the Rams, which would be pretty cool, and the Packers and the Bucks, just all these other teams out there that have rumored to be wanting him. 
And yes, those would be, you know, good teams. I think the Rams could definitely try and make a move for them. We'll have to see. They are not included in this list. It could be like an honorable mention that we talk about at the end, if I remember. But these top four teams, I think, just are either make a lot of sense, be a good fit, or personal reasons, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So let's right head up into it. This isn't going to be a super long episode. Probably maybe reach like the 15-minute mark, not even. Um, there's really not so much to talk about. The Texans are just a dumpster fire of an organization. It's a train wreck. No one wants to be there. They're going to suck. They are literally going to start tanking. And they don't even have their first round pick this year. And maybe not even next year. Because Bill O'Brien's double chin, butt chin dumbass decided let's get rid of everybody. Let's get rid of DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and an aging David Johnson. Let's get rid of... Uh, let's get rid of just whatever. Whatever. Let's, let's get rid of the whole damn team. Let's Let's trade our first, second, first, first, third, fourth, 20th pick... That they traded to get Laramie Tunsil. And yes, Laramie Tunsil is a very good left tackle. But they got rid of so much for it. They don't have a first round pick this year because of that. Would you rather have a heavier third overall pick this year or Laramie Tunsil? You, you take your pickings. But let's hard hop into the teams. The first team is the Cleveland Browns. Today was just rumored that the Browns are like the number one team right now on J.J. Watt's list from rumors and stuff. And I think the Browns would be a good pick. It would be a good place for J.J. Watt to play at because there's this guy on the defensive line named Miles Garrett. I don't know if you guys have played Madden at all, but just imagine Miles Garrett and J.J. Watt rushing your team's quarterback. That's a scary sight. And yes, J.J. Watt has dealt with injuries. Obviously, he started the first five seasons every single game. And then in 2016, he played three games. 2017, he played uh, five games. 2018, played all 16 Last year played half the season, and this year played all of it. And if you're if you're looking at all sixteen all sixteen games played in a single season, he had his lowest sack count at five, which isn't great. Also, another cool fact: I'm really going off track. He's also the only, I believe, the only player in NFL history to have multiple twenty sack um, seasons. That was in 2012, and then 2014, he had 20.5 in both those seasons. So. That's a pretty cool stat. That's just ridiculous to me. He was nasty. Obviously, injuries have caught up to him. That's whatever. Anyways, with the Browns. The Browns made it to the divisional this year. Lost to, you know, uh, uh, the Chiefs. In, uh, in over, towards like a, right at the end game. It wasn't overtime. Towards right at the end of the game. Um, Chad Henney, the absolute GOAT. Threw it to Tyreek Hill on an out for the first down. Game over. He lost by five points. Five points. That's still a great game. Patrick Mahomes was balling through the regular season, came into the divisional, had a solid game, and then left. I believe it was a uh, yeah, concussion protocol. And Chad um, Chad Henney came in. Hopes were high up for, uh, for the Browns, and they didn't pull through. But they have an amazing team. They have a really good offense led by Baker Mayfield. Kevin Stefanski was your coach of the year. <clears throat> Sean McDermott should have won it. Um, you got Odell, Jarvis Landry, one of the best O-lines, you know, in the league with uh, Joe Batonio, Wyatt Teller, and, you know, whoever else they got. They have a great defense. Denzel Ward. Olivier Vernon's a free agent this year, so he's probably not coming back. Uh, Miles Garrett. Greedy Williams, you know, if you care about that. 
<laughs> but they have they have a good team. They have a good team, and I think J.J. Watt would fit really well into the Browns system. So I, I think that's a good fit. They're probably my number two on this list. Obviously, number one we're, we're going to hear about. Um, the next one is the Steelers. Literally, the only reason the Steelers, in my opinion, are even on this list is because his both his brothers, TJ and Derek, I believe his name is, both play on the Steelers. Obviously, TJ Watt, in my opinion, was robbed of Defensive Player of the Year. Look at the stats. You know, don't roast me because it's facts. And then Derek is, what, they're like backup fullback or some shit like that. But the Steelers, they're still a solid team. Obviously, they're going to most likely lose Juju Smith-Schuster to free agency. He'll probably go to, like, the Jets or the Dolphins or maybe even the Jaguars. Um, I know a lot of people have been hearing the Jets, Dolphins, and Jaguars a lot when it comes to players, free agency, and stuff like that. That's because those teams, those three teams, have so much money in cap space and need and need a lot of help. The Dolphins, not so much, mainly on offense, but the Jets need help everywhere. The Dolphins or the Jaguars need help in a lot of places. So those three teams are going to be named a lot when it comes to, you know, the draft and free agency, especially free agency, and even players like J.J. Watt who've been released. I could see the Dolphins making a move for him if they really wanted to. Not so much the Jets or the Jaguars because I doubt J.J. Watt wants to, you know, ruin his career. But back to the Steelers. Their offense, it's decent. Big Ben, whatever you want to say about him, it's all right. Their O-line without um, Alejandro Villanueva and Marquise Pouncey, that's a little lower, you know, on the good scale. Receivers, Chase Claypool is pretty much your number one guy um, at this point with Juju most likely out the door. The defense isn't bad. I mean, Bud Dupree's a free agent, so that's going to be a little tricky. You got TJ Watt, you got Minka, you have an aging Joe Hayden, I guess, if you want to say that. This team isn't bad, but the only reason that they're even in the talks is because he maybe he wants to go play with his brothers. That's most likely the only thing. The next team I have in this list is the Tennessee Titans. Um, their offense is it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> it's literally Derrick Henry, their offense. The uh, 2021 Offensive Player of the Year. Deserved it. Ran, rushed for over two thousand yards. His hair is really weird. It's it's pretty cool, but it just it's so stiff and sticks just straight where he wants it. It's kind of creepy, but pretty badass. He would kill me in two seconds if he wanted to. Probably with just his pinky. Anyways, their defense also isn't bad. They run more of a three four, so you'd probably see JJ Watt more on the inside as a rush D tackle, where I think he thrives the most. They got Rashad Evans as their linebacker. Harold Landry is their outside linebacker who rushes the edge. Adoree Jackson's a good corner. Kevin Bayard's still a beast at safety. They have a good team. Obviously, Jadeveon Clowney's a free agent this year, so we'll see if they bring him back. And if they do, they'll have Harold Landry, Clowney, and J.J. Watt rushing the passer, which I think would just be a crazy three-headed monster. And then, obviously, you still got Adoree Jackson as your number one corner. Kevin Bayard as your hard-hitting safety this team has potential, and if they land J.J. Watt, it's going to be scary, and, I, and I'm not happy if the Bills have to play them. So, Anyways, the last team on this list, the Buffalo Bills. I follow like six Bills group chats on Facebook. It's, it's just something I do. It's fun. And so many people don't want the idea of J.J. Watt in Buffalo. And I don't know why. It, it really bamboozles me and confuses me when people... When Bills fans don't want J.J. Watt, yeah, he's 31 years old, but he's still good. He's still very good. 
Yes, he's been dealing with injuries, but he played a full season this year, so that's promising. And it's better than what we have right now at edge rusher. Jerry Hughes is 32 years old, roughly, 31-32. He had a good year this year, but he's also a little bit expensive. Yes, J.J. Watt would probably be like a one- to two-year deal for most of these teams. Without a doubt, I doubt any team's going to really throw him a three-year. Definitely not a four-year. Probably going to be maybe like six to ten in the range for um, per year. But this is J.J. Watt we're talking about. This isn't some bum that was in a D2 college that had one good season two years ago. You know what I'm saying? This is J.J. Watt. And the Bills, they need edge help. Trent Murphy, not not amazing. Jerry Hughes, he's getting older. You have Ed Oliver in, you know, as your rush D tackle. He's not bad. He had a down season this year, but he's he still was all right, and he still that was only his second season. So you got I'm gonna cut him some slack. On the defensive side of the ball, they have one of the best cornerbacks in the league with Trey White. He's amazing. He's just straight up amazing. They have Tremaine Edmonds, who's a great middle linebacker. Had a start off the season pretty slow, picked it up in the second half. That's good. They have Matt Milano for now. He's most likely going to free agency. Who knows if the Bills plan on re-signing him? I don't know. And then they have a two-safety-headed monster with uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, who I'm huge fans of and I love. And I always forget that Micah Hyde played for the Packers. Like, I know he did. Like, it's, like I don't forget it. I just – it just doesn't – like, I don't remember it. You know what I mean? Like, I knew he played for the Packers, but whenever I see that he played for the Packers, like old clips or stats I see, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he played for the Packers. I don't know if any of that made sense, but we're going to go with it. Um, But, yeah, the Bills, they made it to the AFC Championship game. Came up short, if you want to say that. <laughs> they, uh, Jesus. But, you know, Stephon Diggs tweeted at him. I saw that when he got released. This offense is led by Josh Allen, who was second MVP voting. Um, still lost by about <laughs> like 40 votes or something like that to Aaron Rodgers. And then you have um, a great coach in Sean McDermott, who, in my opinion, should have been coach of the year. I'm not going to shoot down Kevin Stefanski because Kevin Stefanski is a great coach who has turned this franchise, who turned the Browns franchise into elite contenders. But, I mean, how many people expected Sean McDermott and the Bills to do what they did this season? Probably not many. A lot of, a lot of casual, you know, like outside looking in fans, you know, saw the Bills as AFC East champions. But how many people expected them to beat the Colts and then beat the Ravens and then start off competitive against the uh, the Chiefs and then just completely shit the bed. But I think the Bills would be a good fit, not even just because I'm a Bills fan. Same with the Packers. And um, we'll talk about the Rams. Well, I actually remembered that. Wow, as an honorable mention. It's just him and JJ or him and Aaron Donald. J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald rushing your quarterback would be an absolute freakish nightmare, and I would feel bad for any quarterback that would have to suffer through that. They picked up Matt Stafford, so they have a better quarterback. Nothing against Jared Goff, just Matt Stafford's a lot better. And their defense is good. They got John Johnson, who has the most boring name ever, but is pretty cool. I like John Johnson a lot for absolutely no reason, but I like him. Jalen Ramsey, top top one, top two corner in the entire league. He's an absolute tank. Um, they have uh, Samson Epucom. He's not bad. Uh, I don't remember much from their defense, but their offense is still solid. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Cam Akers, um, a decent O-line. Um, Andrew Whitworth is about to be 40, and he's still playing. I don't blame him, especially with the pickup of um, Matthew Stafford. He's finally getting a great quarterback to be behind because I, I highly doubt he played 
I don't think he played when uh, Kurt Warner was there, Sam Bradford's ass, and um, Jared Goff was all right at best. But, yeah, this is a shorter episode. J.J. Watt, free agent, 31 years old, absolute tank. He's still good. Most teams are probably going to throw him a one- to two-year contract. We'll see where this goes. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day whenever you're watching this. This is the Pylon Sports signing out.